Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your finances and your life are stuck in a rut, this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon and I are going to have a conversation with podcast host, Bobby Olson. Bobby is the host of the show, Sensible Chat, where she talks with guests about tips and tricks to make the most out of a financial budget for your family, your home, your small business, whatever it is. And by doing that, you're able to tell your money each and every month where you want it to go, as opposed to being stuck with all these bills and all this stress. So if you're looking for that liberation from the paycheck to paycheck blues, this is definitely an episode you want to listen to and share with your friends, your family members, your coworkers, and that neighbor across the street. So sit back and relax unless you're driving or doing something dangerous. In that case, we need you to keep doing that safely. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and have our conversation with Bobby about budgeting and just being sensible. Here we go. Hey, Brandon, welcome back, and uh, how, how are you feeling? It's like halfway through our, our binge day of awesome. batch recording. Uh, hamstrings getting a little tight, but I'm hydrating. Because you're almost 50, that's why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that's definitely one of the reasons. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, my legs are getting tight, too. <laughs> I did not wear flip-flops today, though. I wore tennis shoes. Uh, oh, man. I was like, you know, Brandon wears flip-flop, flip-flops. I'm going to wear flip-flops, and now I look down and I realize... You're not wearing flip-flops today. No, I'm yeah. going to hit my stand goal any minute now, I think. You know. oh, okay. <laughs> what? You have that on your Apple Watch? Absolutely. Okay. got to close your rings. That's Sorry. the only thing in life that matters to an Apple I Watch where Our ADHD is going too far. We got Bobby Olson on the call from awesome. <laughs> California, Orange County, California. She is the host of Sensible Podcast, uh, Sensible Chat Podcast. Let me say that correctly. And uh, how are you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Man, we are good. I mean, you just heard us complaining about being older guys. <laughs> <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I was doing some research on you and kind of find out a little bit more about you. And when I found out that you were uh, a stunt woman on a number of different uh, movies, <laughs> Gunfighters of the West and Deadly Sanctuary and The Standard, and I thought, man, this is going to be a blast. And yeah. then uh, Jerry you know told me a uh, different Bobby Olson. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I've Googled myself, and it's amazing the things that I've done that I wasn't aware of. So. Yeah, it really is a lot of fun. <laughs> We, we've had some that, uh, we had one this morning that ended up, uh, canceling, but I showed Jerry. I said, well, I did a Google search and apparently he was just arrested on child pornography. And I showed it to him. He goes, well, the good thing is that's not him. That's somebody else with the same no. name. Uh, that that actually happened to my husband. He uh, wanted to be a coach for T-ball for our nephew. <laughs> and yeah, so they had to do a background search and they found out that the same, you know, a guy with the same name in Minneapolis or something was a wow. child molester. So that didn't work out oh, very man. well for him. It took a while to straighten that out. Awesome. Yeah. On Twitter, every once in a while, this will pop up and it'll be people with uh, famous names and they will get into a conversation with each other. And it's people like, you know, Ted Bundy and Charles oh, Manson, shoot. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, you know, and all these famous, famous people, but they're not, they just happen to have the same name. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Some it's like 
Think about how bad I got it. Yeah, you yeah. you got it worse. Never mind. Yeah. There's a uh, videographer and like B film producer director uh, Jerry Dugan in the Las Vegas area, and I only know about him because when I got into real estate, he and I were competing for presence on the internet at the same time. <laughs> so he has JerryDugan.com, and I beat him to Twitter. So I've got Jerry Dugan on Twitter. I, I beat him to Facebook, but he beat me on MySpace and then on Blogspot. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I know. We both wanted to start up a blog. And so he beat me to jerrydugan.blogspot.com. And I, I, I was just frustrated. I'm like, but I'm the real Jerry Dugan. And I saw it was available. So <laughs> I got the real jerrydugan.com. But I am counting on Jerry Dugan in Las Vegas to find his success as a director because it'll make me, you know, Make people think I'm him. What, and what if he starts doing like porn and stuff? Then I probably don't want that association. <laughs> um, then I'm counting on Jerry Dugan and the Westwind Band, hey, the country band here in Texas, to make it big. The good thing about Bobby is she's not dependent on our reputation. She is to, not to make her show. So <laughs> we brought her on here to talk about her, not us. Yeah, and, and specifically sensible chat. Uh, it's a podcast about um, what was the, the tagline? Budgeting made easy, really easy. And uh, when you connected with me on the Facebook group uh, podcast movement, uh, I was like, that that makes sense because our show is about helping people get out of the rut uh, in the areas of their fam- their faith, their family, their finances, their fitness, and their future growth, whether that's career or personal or well, business. You're knocking out those yeah, buzzwords. Man, I, well, I like the alliteration, the five Fs. You know, so, um, that fifth F was a hard one. You finally, like after four years, said, hey, future. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, in the in the circle of the finance world, uh, that's where uh, I thought it'd be great to have Bobby on the show, and she thought so too because that's why she's here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. You guys are great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so go ahead and tell us about how you're helping people get out of the finance rut uh, with Sensible Chat. Well, I do it through budgeting, and uh, I just feel like you know I never thought about it as financial ruts and, until I connected with you and then started listening to your show. And I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, it is a financial rut. You kind of get to the point sometimes in your financial life, just like anything else, where you're kind of just going through the motions, and uh, so you start to do things without thinking. You know, you go out for that cup of coffee every day, or you eat lunch at work, or whatever these little things are, and they just start piling up and piling up. And pretty soon, you're going, "Where did all my money go?" You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there's all kinds of them. You know, when you get into debt, you're you're kind of just thinking, "Well, I can make the minimum payment on this," but then that builds up, and uh, you know, lifestyle creep happens where you say, "If I only had more money, then I could do." fill in the blank, right? But when you get a raise at work, it's like, I have more money now, but nothing changed. What happened? And it's because your your expenses kind of build to your new income before you know it. Without a plan, you're just not paying attention. So it's easy to lose track. Yeah. My wife and I experienced that recently. Um, we had a doubling in our income, but nothing changed. And then we had like a good 50% increase and nothing changed. And finally, <laughs> I was like, hey, um, honey, when when does this actually change? Like we got the more money part, yeah. but nothing changed. What can we do about that? And then I think that's what finally got us out of that rut was to you know really look back and say, oh, well, how about that? I did say things would change if you made more money, yeah. and they didn't. So what are we doing? So we yeah, uh, coming back to budget. I'll hand the floor back to you. Sorry. <laughs> so so what no. made this something that that you were passionate about? Uh, I I assume you you've gone through some things, but what. What made you realize it or when did you realize that budgeting and and managing your money was going to change your life? 
It was several years ago, and um, I was in a job that I really didn't want to be in, um, but I couldn't get out because the amount of debt that we had was such that, you know, I couldn't afford to take a pay cut, and I wasn't finding anything that would make me comparable money, so I was kind of stuck. And, you know, things were okay. I mean, we can make our payments and everything, and I was making more than the minimum payments, but it just... It felt like we were just treading water and I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was so frustrated. And the irony was that I was working in financial radio. I've been, I keep getting sucked back into financial radio <laughs> off and on for the last 25 years, but I never paid attention because I always thought, you know, that's for the rich people and everything. It can't work for me. So I finally was so frustrated. I started w- reading one of the books that was sitting around my office. We'd had the author on the show and I, she was actually talking about what I came to learn later was the snowball method, um, you know, made famous by Dave Ramsey. Um, but I, I just, when I read about it, I thought there's no way that it could be that simple, that that simple of a change could make it so much faster to pay down my debt. So I was actually trying to prove her wrong on paper <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And I was so excited. I thought, okay, I have to do this. And now I have this plan and now what else can I do? And I started seeing it happen and it was so exciting. It was actually working. And I started reading everything I could find. And I started finding all these other things that could help. For me, as you know, the the person who had always been in that poor mindset, I'm poor and it will never change. All of a sudden, I had hope, and so I just I was so excited. I wanted to share it with the world. It is such a mindset and a and a very American thing to have a really nice car and a house, but then make a lot of money but barely tread water because you're you're yeah. making this, but you're spending either that or maybe a little bit more. So yeah. you're you're barely getting through. But budgeting is one of those things that, you know, you probably get less uh, kind of kickback lighting up a cigarette in a church than <laughs> talking about you need a budget. How do you yeah. get people past that budget's a dirty word? I don't want to do it because you're going to restrict what I spend. Right. Well, what I try to tell people is for me, I mean, I hear that all the time that budgets are restrictive, but for me, it was just so freeing. I mean, the stress that it relieved in my life from day one was just amazing. I always, every time somebody wanted to go out somewhere or anything that we had to spend money on, it was always, can I afford it? And the budget gave me the answer to that question right now. I don't have to stress about it. I can just spend freely or not, depending on what my budget says. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and the other thing, that, so now I spend without guilt and I'm a little more prepared for emergencies. So these, those don't stress me out. So those are the kind of things that budgeting does for me. And then if you do it right, I always suggest that people budget in fun money. Absolutely. Because if you don't, it's just like a crash diet, right? You're just <laughs> going to fall off the wagon and you're going to go gangbusters to the other side. So budget that money in, but just be intentional about the way you're spending it. The budget is not supposed to restrict you. The budget is supposed to be your plan for how you want to use your money to have your best life. Right. I love that concept. I, I find it interesting that there is that important piece that we always overlook, and that is actually structuring a piece of your life to be utterly human and flawed and just do whatever that's against the usual plan. And uh, there's an episode that we did a few months ago about investing your time. And even then, it was like budgeting your time, getting the most out of that time. But he also mentioned you need to build in some structured, unstructured time. Right. Right? It's like a two-hour window or a four-hour window where you just do whatever and it's 
you don't feel bad because you didn't work on your goals. And it sounds like the same thing with your money as well that, you know, build in a block, whatever that block is for the individual or the family, build some time in there that if I blow this on corn dogs at the fair, which is probably a lot of corn dogs, but anyway, (laughs) then we got like a different episode to listen to about health and and that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, you know, if I want to blow this on giving it all away or, you know, spending it at the arcade or just taking my family out for a nice dinner, there's no guilt there. And I I love that you pointed that out too. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that if you don't do it, or at least in my experience, um, when I was not doing that, I was taking any quote extra money that came my way and using that. Well, that just kind of meant that I was never really saving anything because I'd put enough for my bills and then anything left is for me, right? right? Well, you can't really do that because you need to be saving for other things and there's other goals that you have and everything. So if you can set a specific amount, then your quote extra money can go towards your bigger, bigger goals because you've already got your spending money in place. Right. And the way you put that of the decision has already made at that point. So it's not that I don't want to go with you or don't want to go to this place, but my budget that I set the rules for says I don't do that. But budgeting in things for like golf or laying around or, you know, fun things is important too. What do you find is the kind of the central point of people that they find once you get them past that budgeting point that, that they kind of appreciate the most out of that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into cap show, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I think uh, it's just very eye-opening for them to see where their money is actually going at the moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> versus where it can be. And the other, the other, because the big aha moment for me when I uh, helped the first person I helped was really seeing that excitement in their goal that they wanted to achieve, which was getting out of debt and seeing if you follow this plan it's just math. I mean, I'm not sitting here <laughs> saying, you know, I'm going to pump you up and you can do this. You can do it. No, you can see. You don't have to believe me. It's right there on paper. It's math. <laughs> this is the date you will be out of debt. And for them to see that is just very exciting. And then that's the motivation that gets them there. Right. One of the things you mentioned was having, you know, like an emergency fund, a, a, an amount of money that you can handle. And on on your website, you mentioned that, you know, like 45, 44% of people couldn't cover a $400 emergency. Yeah. And ha- I have five kids. So we've had this conversation a number of times. <laughs> As you grow up, you absolutely will have an emergency. Things break, yeah. you know, that's a guarantee. Will you be able to cover it? And that freedom of of the $800 car repair that you have the money for is unmatched because you feel so good about yourself because you can handle that. 
Absolutely. And I mean, that was the reason I started budgeting in the first place, just to get rid of my stress. Everything was stressful. Anytime anything out of the ordinary happened, I just felt sick to my stomach. And one of the biggest things for me, and this was really silly, it just, you know, we don't think about these things. I mean, when I started budgeting, I wasn't thinking anywhere beyond just the monthly bills. That's what's in front of you. That's what you think about. And so I kept missing the fact that, hello, every three months, I got to change the oil on my car. But since it's not monthly, I'm not budgeting for it, right? So right. <laughs> then my, my husband would come in and say, we need to change the oil. And I'd be stressed out because I didn't have the money for the oil change because I spent it somewhere else. I forgot to budget for it. So just having now, you know, it's 60 bucks every three months. So 20 bucks a month. That's all I had to save to be yep. free of that stress. But you just, you know, unless somebody points that out to you, sometimes you just don't think about those things. And and the way you describe it as a budget not restrictive, it's freeing knowing those things. So the budget you created on day one is not anywhere close to the budget you have even on day 30 or six oh, months yeah. down because you need to adjust it. Just like diet, I'm only going to eat broccoli and I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Well, that's never going to work. You're going right. to hate broccoli by the end of the week, if not the end of the day. Budget in the ice cream or the fried pizza or whatever i don't know if you can fry pizza but you know fry anything all, this is all Texas, the junk man. yeah <laughs> so you stay on track because if it's too restrictive you're gonna quit and hate it and resent it yeah absolutely and so yeah you're right I, it does change all the time because you know you find that no okay well i budgeted this much for groceries but i keep going over that amount now am i going to you know somehow pull back and stop spending as much as I do. Maybe you can do that. Or maybe you just didn't budget enough and you need to change the amount you're budgeting for that. So it's always a work in progress, but to have that plan in place is just, it it makes my life so much easier because then instead of stressing about everything, you can just go to the plan. Just look at the plan. You don't have to even think about it anymore. It's already done for you. Right. How much does automation play a role in budgeting? For a lot of people, it plays a big role. I'm not a fan of budgeting because I feel like if for, for me, right? I mean, automation. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. autom- I'm, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of automation uh, because for me, the reason I started budgeting was because I hadn't been paying attention to my finances. Oh, yeah. So I feel like if you're using automation, you're, again, not really paying attention. You're you're letting somebody else have control of that. And I would rather have the control in my hand to make sure that it gets done right. I mean, you know, their automation works great for a lot of people and that's fine. But there are some times when like if you have bill pay, I've heard horror stories about, you know, your bank not getting bill pay right and then your bills are late. And so now you are responsible for that late payment and the bank may the bank may uh, take responsibility for the late payment, but if they report you to the credit card company, right. your credit is going to get dinged for somebody what somebody else is doing. So for me, I just feel like automation is taking it out of my hands and I want that control in my hands. Right. Cool. And and you, you approach it from a very customized standpoint. What works for one person won't work for somebody else, just like diet and exercise. Some people are going to stick to one plan and other people would hate that plan. Yeah. Do you see things in a very numerical kind of way when you, when you just kind of look at life, you're driving around, numbers <laughs> are kind of one of those things that are just normal for you? No, I, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I never was, 
um, a, a, a real numbers freak. I, I, but somehow I became a budgeting geek just because I, I, you know, I want less stress in my life and I want more control over the uh, choices that I make with my life. But um, before I found all this, I mean, I was a mess and I, you know, I mean, I was good at math. I, I well, everybody in my family was a math teacher. So I guess I, <laughs> you better be good at math. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I don't go around seeing, you know, seeing different shapes as different numbers or anything like that. I am a budgeting geek, but I won't go that far, I guess. Jerry has his mouth open like he's going to say something, but you never know if that's true or not. I just drew a blank. <laughs> so how did you get your your husband and and kind of extended family on the budget? Because I'm assuming people just looked at you like, oh, no, I would never live like Bobby. She's every penny is accounted for. And and <laughs> sometimes you get in a marriage or a relationship where one person's a saver, one's a spender kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was lucky in that respect that um, uh, my husband and I have been on the same page mostly uh, for all our marriage about money. Um, but actually he was the one, I mean, when I, when we got married, I was just a financial mess. Um, I, I can't even tell you, I didn't even know how <laughs> to track my spending, keep a budget that was foreign to me. I couldn't even pay my bills on time because I didn't know how much money I had. You know, I was a mess. And so he turned all that around for me. He taught me how to pay my bills on time, how to track my spending, how to, you know, balance a checkbook and all of that stuff. Um, but it really never went farther than that. It was just kind of, okay, things are okay. Nobody's coming after us. And that's that. So when I started just be, by the, well, let me back up. Uh, what happened was he kept control of all the finances and that was fine with me because I knew that I was just <laughs> Didn't a mess. want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he had to have surgery on his hand and he only has one good hand to begin with. So now he had no hands to use. Right. So the, it kind of fell to me to do the, the finances now because somebody had to write the checks. I'm dating myself, <laughs> but somebody had to write the checks. Somebody had to balance the checkbook. Somebody had to do all those things. So I started doing it and I just never stopped from that point. So then when it, when I started discovering all these things, I was very excited about it. And, and I said, you know, I want to do this plan. Are you on board with this? And he said, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, he, he's just like, he's become now, do we have money for this? Okay, fine. Do we not? Okay, fine. You know, whatever. He just kind of diverts to me. And so I got excited about doing it. He <laughs> laughs at me because I've become such a budgeting geek. And from where I came, that's uh, amazing. But He's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of you. And that's fine. Um, as far as the rest of the family, they're kind of like, yeah, okay, that's great for you. And, <laughs> you know, it works for you. We don't, we're not really at a place where we want to do that. But I, I have to be really careful because uh, there's times when, I mean, especially at first, I just, I use this budgeting system called YNAB. It's a budgeting app. And, um, I just, I'm so passionate about it that I just yammer on to everybody about it and they get tired of it. So I have to be really careful because I can see, <laughs> you know, when that right. glaze goes over the eyes and they're tired of hearing about it. Yeah. And what's that app again? YNAB. You need a budget. Ah, that's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. It's, it, it teaches people that maybe don't want to do it, but what's the first step you would advise somebody that comes to you and says, sorry, you know, my, my head was still like. W H Y and not the letter Y. Like, <laughs> oh. how does that? Okay, you need a budget. Okay, got there it. Now go. carry on, Brandon. Sorry. So, so when somebody comes to you and they're they're Bobby from years back and their finances are a mess, what's kind of that first step you you approach them with? 
The first thing that they have to do is create their financial picture. And that just basically consists of making a list of income and expenses. Um, because that will show you where you're at today. Do you have enough income to cover all of your expenses? That's number one. If you don't, then something's got to change. You either need to cut <laughs> some discretionary spending or, you know, um, lower your cable bill or do something like that. But the, but the, it's funny because when I ask people for their income and expenses, they think like I used to, they'll give me all their monthly bills. And so I have to draw out of them. Okay. But what about your annual car registration? Yeah. What about, you know, what about your insurance that comes up <laughs> six months, you know, every six months? What about that Amazon prime membership that only comes up once a year? Yeah. You know, what about <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> exactly. That's a huge one. Yeah. I made that mistake for so so many years. And now I just budget monthly for Christmas. So it's kind of like you, you need to turn all of your annual expenses into a monthly bill. Um, But, but I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. So the first thing that you have to do is get all of those expenses down on paper Mm -hmm. so that we can make sure that you have enough income to cover all of that. And it's amazing because a lot of people think they're in a worse position than they are because they're just, excuse me. They're just too f- afraid to find out the truth. Right. So once they actually sit down and do it, they are pleasantly surprised. And even if they're not pleasantly surprised, at least now they know what needs to happen in order to make that change. Right. That that kind of uh, vulnerability or just uh, opening up yourself to look at the real picture is so important. And we we've talked about this before as far as nutrition. People say, well, I eat pretty good. Well, for a couple of days, write down everything you eat. And right. and same thing applies to finances. Write down everything you spent money on this week. And then you'll find out that list you gave on Monday it yeah. didn't include about 20 things. Oh, by the way, I went to Starbucks every morning and ate lunch every day. And, you know, and it's like, well, there's a couple of hundred dollars right there you yeah. weren't even accounting for. How about that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The most important thing is to you have to be honest with yourself. That's number one. Right. So. I always say, you know, don't lie to your doctor or your lawyer and really your financial planner, because (laughs) those are three people trying to keep you alive and free Mm -hmm. and you're not telling them the truth. They're not going to do their job very well. They can't help you if you don't let them help you. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing to me how many people want to tell me why, you know, and it's like, look, I've been where you are. I've made those mistakes. I've done all of those things. And, and, you know, we all have our life, whatever it is. I don't, you don't have to justify to me why you spent this money. That is your deal. You know, I'm just here to help you get it all into a place where a plan that you want to follow. So, but, but it's amazing because we have a lot of emotion tied up with our finances. Yeah. It's funny how like an income statement doesn't have a lot of room for a story. It's just the data. (laughs) And yeah. the data tells the story. but And we've talked about this before, too, how we're trying to uh, create a world that impresses people that we don't really even know, mm-hmm. but they're doing the same thing. So you and I are both lying about what's really going on rather than be honest and get help and make it better. You know, I'd rather you think I'm a millionaire than be actually be one. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Let's let's see what's really going on. And and really minor tweaks. I always tell people this, you know, minor little adjustments in your nutrition, your exercise or your finances can make huge differences in yeah. your long-term goals because maybe you don't need to go to Starbucks every day. Go spend $100 on a coffee maker and make your own coffee. That thing pays for itself in like a month. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's so amazing. You're right that the little changes mean everything. That's the uh, biggest problem with me and and those of us who were, I, I mean, I was in the poor mindset for so long and that mindset consists of, I'm always going to be poor. I have very little. I can't have those big things I want. So I will spend on the little things, but it you don't realize how much those little things add up. Right. I can't save for a vacation. So I'll spend 20 bucks here or there. Well, <laughs> if I had just saved that 20 bucks every time, I might've had a vacation. Right. I, I used to, in college, I had a Corolla that the tires on it, all four tires cost a little bit more than a hundred dollars, about one ten or something like that. And the guy at the place said, you know, if you'll replace the struts, you won't have to buy tires every year. And I said, well, the tires are a hundred dollars. The struts are 700. So it's easier to replace the tires than it is the struts. And he <laughs> goes, but long-term you're better off, but yeah. that that's a, probably a bad example, but it's a good indication to find out what the fix is. Don't just treat the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when you spend, yeah, I I have made the mistake so many times of spending, excuse me, the lower amount now, (laughs) but paying for it big time in the end. And I have articles on my website about that. (laughs) I mean, there's so many times when that happens, you know, I mean, you don't, you don't, If you don't go to the dentist for your annual cleaning, you might save a hundred bucks on that, you know, every couple of months, but it's going to cost you way more when you need that root canal. Yeah. Avoiding a problem very rarely makes it go away. It almost (laughs) always gets bigger. Yes. (laughs) So if if people want to get a hold of you and find out more about you and connect, what's the best way to get a hold of you? All my contact info is available on my website under the contact page at sensiblechat.com. And by the way, that's spelled like sense and able. So senseablechat.com. And what was your home address if people want to just stop by and say (laughs) hi or check out what's going on? Let's see. You know, I know you do that on on a lot of your episodes. So I was going to look up your address and get Ah, that out. There you go. Oh. I almost gave it away to do that someday. Yeah. I'd love to say we're like Joe Rogan and have millions of (laughs) listeners and that'd be a problem. But most people that listen know where I live. One of our episodes has Brandon's real phone number in it. You'll have to figure out which one it is. (laughs) I think I heard that one the other day. Yeah, That's why I get so many calls for, uh, what is it, frauds (laughs) and stuff like that. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I can't check your call. Oh. And if you wear an Apple Watch on a podcast, they will, if you lift your arm, it will speak to you. Shame. Be quiet, Siri. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, man. But thanks for coming on and just sharing uh, these great tips. And we would highly recommend you go to the website, check out the resources. There are all kinds of tips and resources available that don't cost anything. And uh, maybe you need a little extra help. Bobby would love to get uh, connected to find out uh, ways that she can help you and help get you that ultimate freedom of financial independence. So thanks a lot, Bobby, for joining us today and sharing all of these great tips. Oh, thanks you guys for having me. This was so much fun. Now, if you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 221. There you'll find a link to Bobby's website, her podcast, as well as some related episodes that we have done ourselves. We're so glad you joined us this week. And the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. You know, people are starting to lift that social distancing thing. And uh, if you just put on a mask and stay safe and go over there and knock on that neighbor's door, uh, you know what? That probably won't go well. But anyway, get to know your neighbors. That's a good thing. Now, 
Until next week, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.